Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Gregory Melville and Susan Fox and Kathleen Bromage. From aisle three of Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford, this is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. You know the feeling when you go to the grocery store. It's just something you got to do. Another chore. You go in, you get out, you put your cart away and head on home. And you don't really think about doing it again until the onions are about to run out. I'm just going to take myself off this intercom. But for the people you'll meet on this show today... Shopping is anything but a chore. It's a passion. It's a thrill. It's an adventure that takes them all around the country and the world. They're among the biggest fans of Costco and Trader Joe's. Hear about how Natasha Fisher went from being an everyday TJ's enthusiast to having more than 2 million people following her reviews of their products on social media. Find out what percentage of her obituary she would like filled with references to TJ's. Get her reactions to my favorite TJ's products. Hint, they involve onions. And find out why she doesn't call it TJ's. But first, two people who love Costco so much, they wrote a book about it. Now, a quick disclaimer before I start getting emails. Costco is technically not a grocery store. It's a membership-only, big-box, warehouse club retail store, and... It's one of the largest retailers in the world. People have met and gotten married at Costco. Music videos have been filmed there. You can even book a cruise, get gas, or at some locations, you can even buy a car. With all this, it's no surprise that Susan and David Schwartz wrote a book about it, a book informed not only by their childlike curiosity and delight, but also trips to more than 250 Costco warehouses in 13 countries, spanning 220,000 miles. So, okay, clearly there's a lot to love, but what is it about Costco that has them so totally devoted? Okay, Um, the quality of the items is just spectacular, and they're very carefully curated. You know, they they pick 3,800 items to stock a warehouse versus, let's say, 40,000 for your typical supermarket or 140,000 for Walmart. So it's a very tight curation. The buyers are extremely focused on quality. Number two, the price. The prices are fantastic. They're just, they're, you know, between 15 and 20, 30% lower than than you would find at, at most retailers. And the reason for that is not because they discount. They're not a discount store. What they do is they take the cost of an item and add 14% onto it. At most. At, at most. Sometimes it's 10%. Sometimes it's 7%. So you're paying much less for the items. But for me, the most important thing is you never know what you're going to find when you walk into a Costco. You know, it's 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 a treasure hunt. That's why we called it uh, a treasure hunt from A to Z, because the Costco experience is one where you just, if you walk down the aisles, you're bound to find something you didn't expect to find. And many times it's a wow item that makes you think, wow, how do they do that? Or wow, what thought of that? 
pickle-flavored cashew nuts, for example, mm. or everything everything bagel-flavored cashew nuts. Okay, I can, I can get with that. They have that kind of stuff all the time. The 3,800 serves as a ceiling for the number of items. So if they want to put a new item in, they usually have to take something out. And so they're constantly rotating, constantly keeping things fresh. And we love that about it. I mean, for me, it's also the ethic of the company, like do the right thing when no one's looking. Who does that in this day and age? That's their motto. Yeah. It's a 19 word code of ethics. Obey the law, respect your members, respect your vend- your employees, respect your vendors. And if you do all that, the shareholders will be okay. They laid nobody off during COVID. Nobody. People our age or older got full pay to stay home. And other people who went to work got time and a half. It just is decent. I've, we've actually been in management meetings where we've heard that somebody say, no, don't take the price up a dollar. It's okay not to make as much money. That's just unheard of. It builds a trust. Also, when you walk in, it's a high ceiling. It's bright white. The employees are happy. After one year of employment, the turnover rate is less than 9%. That's a happy place to be. That's why I call it my happy place. When you go into any Costco that you choose, whether it's your regular Costco near you or one of the ones you're visiting, what's the dynamic like? And I ask that because for me, when I walk into a Costco, it's like, oh, cool, Costco. Got to get my stuff. You know, my heart's not racing. I'm not sweating. I'm not feeling the same feelings you are. So when you walk in and you're like, behold, and everybody else is like, yeah, yeah, where's the, I know where the eggs are. I'm going to get some eggs. Like, what? could you talk about that dynamic? I'm sorry to say that um, you're a unique species. (laughs) You know, there there have been times in this journey where uh, either Susan or I, uh, are a little down and a little depressed because one thing hasn't gone right or another thing. We go to Costco and we feel much better. When, when, when we say it's our happy place, we mean that literally. I'm going to ask a difficult question. Of all the Costcos you've been to, you know it's coming. We don't let, her, let her ask ahead, the question. Ask let me. her ask the question. Which one was the best? You know, do you have a favorite child? Everyone does, but no one says it out loud. It's really rude. So, yes, we do have a favorite. But I'll tell you, there are some special ones that people should be aware of. One, The ones overseas are, there's one that's very special. It's perched on a gorge just outside of Mexico City uh, in, in a town called Santa Fe, Mexico. It's spectacular. But one of the things that makes it most spectacular is that the rooftop is covered with a contemplative garden, a paddleball court, a skateboarding uh, park, and a soccer soccer field. And it is open to the community. It's one of the give and takes that Costco was happy to do to get that spectacular site overlooking a gorge, which is actually part of a national park system in Mexico. Another one that, Iceland, Iceland is a beautiful one. It has a, a grass top rooftop which which is which was was suggested by the mayor of the town to make it consistent with traditional Icelandic architecture which is has grass on top of 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 the typical home but the other thing is that it uh, it serves as the front lawn to a, a condo complex that's built above above the warehouse so you know these people are looking out not on a Costco roof but they're looking out on a uh, on a grass lawn but closer to home in Lancaster Pennsylvania there's horse and buggy parking for the Amish people. That's a scream. And then in Japan, we were lucky enough to get a behind the scenes tour of sushi being freshly made, which is on the shelves for only two hours. I mean, this is 
pretty good. So around the world, there's different items, different different styles. The smallest warehouse is in Juneau, Alaska, and it's really tiny. That's cute. It's adorable. It's like, we're, we're, who shrunk my Costco? And the biggest now is in Salt Lake City. Um, but it's going to be dethroned um, in the next year or so by something out in California. But right now, it's pretty big in Salt Lake City. It's like many, many it's, football it's fields. It's so big that when you walk in, they will hand you a map of the place so that you can get around. Is there like a holy grail Costco, a Costco to rule them all? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. So I, I would uh, guess Seattle uh, 01. Yes. The first Costco built was on 4th Street South or South 4th Street in, in Seattle. And that was the first one. The building itself has been knocked down and replaced since since it opened. But that is really the holy grail. If you want to, <laughs> for people like us, that one, well, the other one, the other one is in San Diego on Morena Boulevard, which is the first price club. And Price Club was the predecessor of Costco. The two of them competed for a while, and then they merged. But uh, I mean, the idea for you know uh, a low-margin, members-only warehouse club was was first rolled out uh, in on Morena Boulevard in in San Diego. We were just there a few days ago. Two other ones for quick mention. One is in um, Marché Central in um, in Montreal. That's where the first Costco famous rotisserie chicken was sold. People don't know that. That's in the book. And then another one that's really <laughs> worth a mention. We're getting in the weeds here. I'm sorry. Is O2 in Portland? It's the second warehouse ever opened for the one by the where, by the airport in Portland. in Portland. And that's where the first hot dog and soda combination was sold. Hey, I want to jump in and let you know that one thing I do know about Costco hot dogs is that they have diced onions. And I am a massive onion fan. And I, I understand there was a time in which they weren't offering them, and now they are again, yes. much to the delight of the. Uh, Onion Lovers subreddit, which is how I learned about it. I share your passion. I get my Peruvian sweet onions at Costco only. They're fantastic. They're in almost everything I cook. Um, And um, in Korea, uh, the locals make something called kimchi out of the the chopped onions, the ketchup, and the the mustard. mustard. And they put it on their hot dogs. But that's not the only unusual thing about hot dogs. In Mexico, they have jalapeno peppers you can put on. And in Iceland, they sell don't sell, but they offer um, the crispy onions that go in the green bean casserole. You can put those in your hot dogs. And speaking of hot dogs, Costco sells seven times more than all Major League Baseball stadiums combined. Oh, my God. They sell one heck of a lot of hot dogs. And the price has never changed. It's always been and always will be $1.50 for a hot dog and a and a, a drink combo. And people mistakenly think that's a loss leader. It's not. Costco has simply found a way to continue to cut costs and increase quality and keep the price where they think it should be. Same thing with rotisserie chicken. They now produce those in-house so they can control the quality and the cost. Because Costco sells a bit of everything, you find a lot of everything. What have you found at a Costco that really surprised you? Well, it's not surprised, but my hearing aids, um, I know people don't like to brag they have hearing aids, but I've got hearing aids. They're from Costco. I've had them since 2019, and they were $1,500. They would have been $10,000 elsewhere. Okay. And you do not need to be a member to get a free hearing test. You simply need an appointment. And this is really important because not only can I eavesdrop in another state and it makes bird watching easier because we're avid bird watchers, but it slows down the rate of cognitive decline. Now, David might say it hasn't had that impact on me, but it does. It has. And it improves (laughs) your social interaction. And you know, you do need to be a member to buy hearing aids, but it's that's an amazing value. And it's sample an example of how. There's a, a category where people could be taken advantage of. 
They, they will not sell you hearing aids. You don't need them. We saw motorcycles for sale in Mexico. Motorcycles for sale. We saw um, coffins and caskets. You have to buy them online. So you don't walk into a warehouse and see coffins and caskets unless you happen to be in Australia where they, they, they have a, a wall that has uh, mock-ups of caskets. Not full size. Not full partial. size, par- partial. So you can see what styles they are. That's a surprise. A, f- a third surprise, I happen to like watches. And, you know, they usually have very nice watches in the jewelry section in the United States. But in Korea, they have, you know, they have IWC watches, which are at the very high end of, of the watches you can buy. They have, these are, you know, $15,000, $20,000 watches. Also, you know, occasionally you'll see in the jewelry department, something that is spectacularly beautiful and expensive. We've seen half a million dollar uh, diamond rings in some of these warehouses. And we that's do want to mention on that point that, that when you see that, that's a replica. That's not the real one. So don't go in there and smash the case. That's a replica. <laughs> smash and grab won't help you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Japan has the largest Western style bakeries in the entire Costco system. They also are the biggest consumer of hot dogs. The Shinmasato warehouse sells more hot dogs than any other warehouse. At least usually it does. I mean, if you're not a Costco fan like us, you still might enjoy the book because we talk about, for example, how cashews are harvested. Costco sells half the world's cashews. And I had no idea how cashews got to the store. Same thing with pineapples. Did you know that a pineapple plant bears only one fruit and that's it? So how are they selling that for $2.99? I don't know. There's something else I'm wondering about. You live in a 450 square foot apartment in New York. Um, where do you put the stuff you buy from Costco? Well, we have a storage unit in the building elsewhere. Most people do. Um, it's not that big, but I'll be honest right now. It does look a little bit like a Costco hoarders episode because when we travel far away, if we see something really cool, we'll ship it home. And, um, so yeah, it's, yeah, but it's cozy. We have, I've lived here for almost 40 years. David's lived here for 20. If you think of it like a sailboat, it's not that small. That was Susan Schwartz. She and her husband, David, are the authors of The Joy of Costco, a treasure hunt from A to Z. When we get back, if they had to get tattoos, what tattoos would they get? Well, I think it would be obvious, the Costco logo. (laughs) I'm a little bit more of a brand loyalist. Mine would say Kirkland Signature. Plus, a Trader Joe's superfan throws down against their competitors. Whenever I go into a Whole Foods now, I feel like I'm in some automated, soulless warehouse. Um, You want to get in, you want to get out. Whereas Trader Joe's, you go in and there's a soul and an energy and a warmth. I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Stay with me. Don't have to show my card. They know my name by heart. I'm a gold member VIP. Support for this podcast comes from Hartford HealthCare. Elevating Health is funded by Hartford HealthCare. Loneliness can be a significant health risk to people of all ages. Dr. Laura Saunders, a psychologist from Hartford HealthCare's Institute of Living, talks about social isolation and why we need to connect in person. Loneliness actually is a pretty significant health risk for people that struggle with social isolation. It affects their blood pressure, it affects their immune system, it affects your willingness to get up and get out and can cause some not just emotional issues, but health problems as well. You're not alone. Dr. Saunders explains how important it is for us to look to others and get out of our comfort zone. 
I like to talk about social isolation as not just that individual's problem, but it's a community problem or it's a family problem. We need to connect with others. We can take space at times as well, but we need to step out of our comfort zone and do things to connect with other people. It's life-saving. For more information, go to ctpublic.org slash health. This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Today we're hearing about Trader Joe's and Costco superfans. And I don't mean like that's where they happen to shop sometimes and they really like it. I mean like millions of people following your social media videos of visits to and reviews of Trader Joe's like Natasha Fisher does. Or writing a whole book about Costco like Susan and David Schwartz did. They're the authors of The Joy of Costco, a treasure hunt from A to Z. And they've made it a mission to visit as many Costco locations in the world as they can. Currently, they are at more than 250. Let's get back to our conversation. Do you have any tattoos? No. If you had to get a tattoo, like to save all the Costcos from exploding or something. So like you were going to save the Costco world by getting a tattoo. Just off the top of your head, what do you think that tattoo would be? Well, I think it would be obvious, the Costco logo on, on my one of my shoulder blades. I'm a little bit more of a brand loyalist. Mine would say Kirkland Signature. Kirkland Signature sells a thousand items, a thousand, and most of them are kosher. If there's a choice for it to be kosher, <laughs> not they're kosher. I think about how the things we love about other people is often the thing that we love about our own selves. Like if you value that someone's really compassionate and you say, I love how compassionate you are. You're you're also recognizing the compassion within yourself. So in that spirit, what does what you love about Costco say about what you love in yourself? That's a, you know, no one has ever asked us that question. I think the first thing I think of is something that uh, Charlie Munger said to us. Charlie Munger, who was Warren Buffett's partner at Berkshire Hathaway, one of the founders of Berkshire Hathaway, and also on the Costco board, and he's a huge Costco fan. He has said that Costco has has improved the lives of more people than any non-for-profit charitable organization. I don't know whether that's actually true, but I know what he's talking about, which is that um, for a family of four or five with young kids, who are, you know, maybe the parents each have a job and they're struggling to make ends meet. Costco is a fantastic way for them to be able to shop and provide good quality items for the family at an affordable price. And they can save money. They save money on gasoline. They save money on lots of things, insurance. So um, it's done a lot of good for people. And I think I love that aspect of it. Um, and maybe it's because I, I I like to think that there's a part of me that that wants to help people and, you know, make their lives better in some way or another. So I think that that's something that strikes me as the answer to your question. What about you? And I think, I mean, we're, we're both Jewish and in Judaism, charity is supposed to be anonymous. So, um, and Costco is very, very quiet about what the kind of good works they do. And in the book, we we, we really had a hard time writing about it, you know, carefully because they're so modest. So for example, the Maui fires, Costco's in there donating generators, water, wherever there's a disaster, Costco is there helping out. Yeah. I mean, they have an annual campaign for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals uh, that, you know, they always raise a lot of money from from their employees and from their members yeah. for, for CMNH. I think for me, it would be, um, I like to say they do the right thing when no one's looking. And I, my mom was a school teacher. I was brought up to like, you know, obey the law. 
my dad was a little bit more larcenous, so sometimes find a way around it. But um, but the you know walking through the warehouse with Jim Cynical, the surviving co-founder, if Jim sees a napkin on the floor, he picks it up. When you walk through a Costco, there's nothing on the floor that shouldn't be there, and everybody does that. It starts at the top, and it's just like you know, no one's looking. They may or may not know. Just do the right thing, and I I like to think I do the right thing. Most sometimes. <laughs> I think about how you two are doing this as a couple and a lot of couples, of course, they have shared values, but oftentimes their hobbies are different. How important is a shared love of Costco to your relationship? Oh, I mean, I think it's very important. I mean, look, we have different hobbies and different passions. I mean, I happen to love science and mathematics. I love collecting books. I, I love collecting uh, whiskey. These are things that that I love that Susan doesn't have any particular interest in. And she has hobbies that I have no particular interest in. Uh, but the fact that that there are things that we are both passionate about together strengthens the relationship and enables us to have shared experiences that strengthen our bond. A lot of couples are happy to go off and have their job and be a part. We're not like that. It took me a long time to find David. And um, we're not looking for ways to spend less time together. We're, we're very fortunate. We know we're not standard. Well, I am so appreciative of your time. Is there anything that I missed? Anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Pursue your dreams. Life is just here for the living. And it's really worth it to pursue doing what you love. We have loved the journey. This is hard work, but it gives our lives purpose. And I think that's really the important thing is that it's a project that gives our lives purpose. Well, Susan and David Schwartz, L'chaim on your success. And thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, oh thank you. This has been, been wonderful. This has just you. been wonderful. I don't need it, but I want it, want it, want it. Let's go. And that's a folding electric bike. We don't need it. But our child would want to have it. You can follow Susan and David at The Joy of Costco. And we'll have a link to their book, The Joy of Costco, A Treasure Hunt from A to Z at ctpublic.org slash audacious. Have you ever met someone who just freaking loves Trader Joe's? You go to their house for dinner and there's the Trader Joe's logo on nearly every label in their fridge and cupboards and... When you bring it up, they gush over each and every one of them. Now imagine if that person ran a Trader Joe's-focused social media account followed by more than 2 million people. Natasha Fisher of Santa Monica, California is that person. And she didn't even know about Trader Joe's until she was in college when a friend showed her the light. She was hooked after just one visit. And in 2008, before Trader Joe's even had an Instagram page, she began hers. Trader Joe's list. And people love it. She has new product reviews, product comparisons, a walkthrough of all the goodies she brings home, recipes, of course, and she loves herself some teeny tiny products, a style Trader Joe's is known for. Look what I got from Trader Joe's. This is the brand new, like, tiny, 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 the tiniest tiniest chocolate chip cookie you've ever seen in your life. Look at that. How cute is that? I think that's literally the size on the bag. Natasha's online presence is so established and massive that her followers tag her when they find cool new products so she can interpret buying trends as they ebb and flow. And the people who run Trader Joe's? Yeah, they know about Natasha Fisher. Oh, they know about Natasha Fisher. 
Anyway, I asked her, what's so special about Trader Joe's? How does it feel different from any other grocery store? Well, I think the best comparison can be made when I whenever I go into a Whole Foods now, I feel like I'm in some automated soulless warehouse. It's cold. It just doesn't feel comfortable to me. Um, you want to get in, you want to get out. Whereas Trader Joe's, you go in and there's a soul and an energy and a warmth that is inviting. And you see a lot of the memes where people make, oh, the crew members at Trader Joe's and they check you out. They're like, what are you doing? Like, you feel like they're going to come hang out with you after. <laughs> you don't feel that anywhere else. And I would say that's probably the biggest differentiating factor. So it's one thing to really love Trader Joe's like so many people do. It's a whole nother thing to start a fan page on Instagram. Can you talk about how that happened briefly? Um, it was on accident. I was shopping at Trader Joe's. So I graduated college, lived with four girls in like a apartment. And they were all eating my Trader Joe's snacks because they didn't shop there. And we're living on like, like right out of college salary. Like I didn't have enough uh, money to feed four people. So I was working to become a CPA as an accountant. And I felt... I was just like dying inside. There was no creativity. And I just felt like I was missing that spark. And so I needed something to make me happy. So I started um, shopping at Trader Joe's, but I, well, I was already shopping there, but I started blogging about it. And I thought, well, who are the first people I'm going to send my blog to? And I was like, it's going to be my roommates. I'll tell them what to buy. So they'll stop eating my food. They'll go shop and buy their own food. So they started doing that. And it was just something I did to keep like that creative element alive. And I naturally at the time, can you believe it? There was only Facebook and Twitter. And also I was like, I'm going to make a Facebook page. I'm going to have a Twitter page. And I didn't do it every day. It was just something that when it occurred to me, like, oh, I really like the polenta or I really like the cookie butter. I'm going to blog about it. I'd put it up. And then 2007, 2008, there's the, the financial crisis and I became unemployed. So I didn't touch it for a while. I was just out unemployed, having the time of my life. And I got another job. I logged back in when I was back at a desk job and I saw, oh my God, why do I have 12,000 followers? And this was on Twitter. And I realized people were using my social handles because at the time Trader Joe's had nothing social. So people grabbed onto mine and I just saw this account growing and people using my account. And I thought, well, wow, I could really share more products now that there's more people following me. So it was just, it just kind of happened. Did you ever hear from Trader Joe's about it? Um, yes. Once I got big enough, they, the lawyers sent me a wonderful piece of mail that said I had to put not affiliated with Trader Joe's on everything. How did you feel about that? I mean, I understood. I was fine with it. I thought maybe like a high five would have been nice too. Like, thanks for all the free marketing. Um, but from a, I've worked in corporate businesses, so I totally understood. How many Trader Joe's do you think you've visited in your life? I used to travel a lot for my job. I'd probably say like 45 or 50. Now, I know that they're all special and wonderful, but what? where was a Trader Joe's you visited that was outstanding in some way, shape, or form? There was the one, it was in an old bank building. And so the ceilings were huge and vaulted. And I made a video about it on my Instagram. And it was unbelievable. They They like restored the bank ceilings. So when you look up, it was like the architecture is beautiful, these huge, beautiful lights. And then on the floor, it was kind of cramped. And so you have these tiny carts that are double deckers and everyone's like traffic jamming around each other. Um, they had 32 checkout lines and it, a double queue because it gets so busy. 
So that one certainly stood out. And then another one in New York is under the Queensboro Bridge. So it's literally built under a bridge. You go in and again, the architecture is insane. You walk in, you feel like you're going into a museum, but it's a Trader Joe's store. So in Santa Monica, California, your home base, what are some products in your local TJs? Do you call it TJs, by the way? Or is that like calling San Francisco San Fran, which apparently nobody likes? Yeah, you know, that's funny that you say that. It, I, I feel like I use all the syllables. Trader <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> Trader, like they earned it. Trader Joe's. Yeah. Let's say I'm visiting you in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been to Trader Joe's here in Connecticut a couple of times and it's cool and everything, but... I want you to show me like your Trader Joe's and guide me through and narrate what what it is about the store you love so much. So in your imagination, you and I walk through, you get that whiff of Trader Joe's air. Where are you taking me in the store and what are you showing me? Okay, so we're going to walk backwards out of the door and we're going to go look right. So we're outside again. We're going to look at all the plants. Yes, their plant selection's awesome. Yeah, you're going to go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to stop you at the plants because you're going in there to buy like food and you're going to leave with like a mini olive tree. So we're looking at the plants. That's always fun. Then we're going to go back through the door. I always hook a right and all the flowers. So the plants and then the flowers. They have an amazing selection of flowers. Like I get them every single week. I've, I feel like I have an education on flowers at this point. I'm over the, and then I, I skirt to the right and there's the produce. Um, I usually explore that. I always pick up the dried mango, just mango slices. Um, Those are really, really good. I check out the dips because there's always like a new dip, like a hummus. The fun sections are usually the new item end cap. So once I pass that, I go over and I look at the end cap that has new items. And mind you, you're with me. So I have my phone out the whole time and I'm taking photos and videos and people are coming up to me. (laughs) Um, but I always look at the new items, look at that. And then I go and check out the ice cream, see what's new over there. The cheese, there's always new cheeses. And then I, you know, the, the outer perimeter is pretty good because you get the cheeses and then you're over in the snacks, like the crunchy snacks. So there's always chips, like the chip section at Trader Joe's is is deadly. So we would pick up some chips. There's the new ones, the horseradish and chive chips with the ridges. Oh my God, you'll get a bag of those and you're going to eat them all at once. And I look at what new spices they have, what new pastas, pasta sauces, um, check out the frozen items, see if there's like any new item. I like the um, the Brazilian cheese bread is really, really good. Grab some of those. I, I don't know if we're filling up your cart. Do we get a hand basket? I don't know. I always tell people don't get the hand baskets because it's going to get really heavy and dent your arm. Yeah, don't limit yourself too. Like whenever you go grocery shopping, when I go to Savers, uh, the thrift store, just get a full cart. Yeah, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> uh, here's something that I want to make clear for people who don't understand why Trader Joe's is special. Everything that you just said, you, it could be a stop and shop or a big Y or any other supermarket chain. But what is it about Trader Joe's that makes it so special? Is there a way to even answer that question? They're constantly bringing in new items. And if an item doesn't sell well, it, it leaves the shelves. So they take a lot of pride in every single product they have. They don't create de- decision fatigue because they have such a narrow product scope. So you're going to go in there, you're going to get pasties. You can choose from three or four. You want to go get an ice cream, three or four, but it's a hard decision because three or all you want all of them. They're all really, really good. So you're not dealing with like 15, 20 options. They've narrowed it down. 
And the chance that you're going to get something you don't like is very, very slim. And then they always, every single week, new items, new special items, like right now it's truffle season and it's holiday season. So it's like, it's exciting. And you go in there and you think you're going to buy just like your essentials, but then you spend two, $300 because you're buying all the new items and the snacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've brought over a few things that I love, a few condiments that I really love. And I just want your reaction to them. Okay. First of all, Trader Joe's ground fermented black garlic. Yes, but keep it in the fridge because it'll like stick together. Yes, thank you. That happened to me once. So thank you. Um, Trader Joe's everything but the bagel sesame seasoning. Staple. It's like an OG that went viral when it first came out. People dress up as it for Halloween. And then this one is my most personal favorite. Um, I love onions. Uh, I used to have a weekly facebook live show called it's chopped salad time with kyone wolf and i would make all the salads that i would eat at work for the week and at the very end i would make my salad dressing which is olive oil balsamic vinegar and many hefty shakes of trader joe's onion salt oh i like that you just i i have the onion salt in my drawer it is really really good but i did not know that you can use it to make a nice like italian chopped salad coming from you that means a lot yeah yeah (laughs) also i i don't i didn't bring the bag but I also like Trader Joe's chicken uh, and pork dumplings. I haven't had those because they're gluten. Oh, damn. I'll have some in your honor. Yeah, there's more for you to buy. <laughs> That's exactly. Do you know what's funny? I'm so glad you responded that way. Every now and then when I talk to somebody who has, who like, like, I don't like fish. I wish I did. I just don't. And sometimes they'll say, you don't like fish? Well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And it's like, no, I just... It, you can't talk me into liking fish. And also the most appropriate response is good more for me. Good more right. fish. If you don't like <laughs> onions, I'm not going to be like, well, did you try a Vidalia? I'm going to be like, thank God. There's more in the world for me. So thank you. You're welcome. You're hearing my conversation with Natasha Fisher. She treats her 2 million social media followers to reviews and recipes of her favorite Trader Joe's products under the handle Trader Joe's List. After the break... What does Natasha have in common personally with Trader Joe's? They're always reinventing their products and trying new things. And I feel like I, I see that in myself. I'm Kyone Wolf. This is Audacious. Be right back. I could probably cry for an hour or two. But This is Audacious. I'm Kyone Wolf. Do you love Trader Joe's? Like, really love Trader Joe's? I'm willing to guess that few, if any of you, love that grocery store chain as much as the woman known as Trader Joe's fairy godmother, Natasha Fisher. Her two million social media followers get regular updates about the latest product releases, recipes, reviews, and trends she sees at locations all around the country more than 50 of which she's visited. Let's get back to our conversation. You were saying about how Trader Joe's had you add to your profile that you're not affiliated with them. Fine, you get it. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you head of their marketing or social? Why, why, Why aren't you an extremely highly paid employee of theirs right now? 
I could only guess it's because they don't have to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing okay. It's free. Why pay me if I'm doing something for free? Would you want to work for them? I am now self-employed. So making content is what I do for a living. And I love being free to choose and make my own decisions on a daily basis. So maybe if it was like, I loved everyone I could work with and it was a cool opportunity, but like, I love what I do now. So I think maybe at some point in my life, I think I would have been more open to it. But now it's like, I can talk about Trader Joe's, but I also talk about other products, not at Trader Joe's. So you would take the meeting? I would 100% take the meeting. I would go through the whole interview process just to meet everyone. (laughs) When you walk into a Trader Joe's, is the magic still there for you? Because it's been a long time. But like when you walk in, how, how does that feel? Yeah, I certainly the it's it's like anything that you spend a lot of time in the experience changes, but it just gets richer in a lot of ways. And the newness goes away. But the like, I go into Trader Joe's, I shop all the time. I know the employees, they come say hi, they walk me around like, there's like a familiarity and like a family feeling to it at this point, which in the beginning, or if I go to a new store where I don't know anyone, you know, I have a different experience. But for the same stores that I go to all the time, it's just like a richer, more welcoming experience. It's like, I get high fives, I say hi to people, I chat with people. Um, So yeah, it's, it's still there. It's just different. Considering all the products that you've reviewed and kept an eye on and enjoyed yourself, has Trader Joe's ever come out with something that really kind of surprised you like maybe seemed out of character Mm -hmm. I you one thing they did well I know they watch what I do and I started a spatula brand I'm like a wooden spatula that has like a smiley face on it and for every spatula I sell I give one to a charity that I'm working with and they never touched in the utensil department so I was selling a lot of spatulas And then they came out with their own wooden spatula. And that to me was one where I was like, hmm, a bit particular, more because I felt like someone was like, hey, why aren't we selling spatulas? So then they came out with their own spatula. It's not nearly as cute as mine. (laughs) That was the only instance where I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Did you ever see the movie UHF with Weird Al Yankovic? Mm-mm. It's in the 80s, but there, it was a ridiculous movie, of course. But there's this one commercial for a place called Spatula City. And yes. Yes. I know. I know the reference. Yes. Spatula City. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City. Spatula City. A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size. Listening to you tell that story, I feel like you have almost this flirtatious relationship with Trader Joe's. Like mm-hmm. you are not of them but you love them and they know you're there, obviously. Right. But I mean, is that what it feels like? Well, yeah. And like, I, I know that they discuss my post in their weekly meetings. I know through a, a source, um, I know that my accounts watched. I've also heard that, you know, I've never given a bad review about any of their products. I really respect how hard they choose and their process to bring in new items. Um, where there are other influencers now that will trash a product they make. And my my job is never to say that my taste buds are superior. If I don't like it, you're not going to like it. I'll always share my feeling of it, but in a really tasteful way so that it's not 
putting down something that they've worked hard to bring in. The only thing I've ever said anything bad about was their bananas. I just don't like bananas. And then they started, they came out with like banana palooza day or whatever. So that like to add on to the flirtatious relationship, they know I don't like bananas and they've now done that. They've run this whole banana campaign and people always send it to me. They're like, are they, is this, I'm like, I feel like it's a weird thing that we do. Uh, And they've come out with like random banana flavored products that I'm like, that shouldn't exist. That shouldn't exist. And I feel like it's almost like a fun thing. Yeah. You, um, your most controversial review was about a banana pudding ice cream that you tested while wearing a hazmat suit. For those who haven't seen that, maybe talk us through what happened. Yeah. Um, so I keep bananas away from me because they they take over everything. This they, Everything will smell like a banana. And if you put a banana in a smoothie, it's a banana smoothie. It's just like a very rude fruit um, because it, it's just loud and obnoxious to your taste buds. So one of, and I've always had this stance. And so then Trader Joe's came out with a banana bread pudding, whatever. I was like, I, I'm going to try this in, in spite of the fact that I don't like bananas. Cause this is what I do. I try the new items. And so uh, my friend at the time was like, why don't you play into this? So I was like, you know what? You're right. So like, we got this like hazmat suit and like the goggles and like I used oven mitts to like pick it up with one and nothing to do with it. And I tried it. I don't want to have to touch this. My assistant's going to come assist in opening it. Oh, I am very nervous about this. Oh, God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spontaneously combust. Oh. If you like bananas, it's it's actually really good. It's not too banana-y, but it's still banana-y. I think sometimes how the things we love about other people is often the thing that we love about ourselves. So like if you're, if I say, you know, what I really love about you is how generous you are. Well, that's true. You know, you're generous. I'm also like, I, I believe that I'm also saying I value my own generosity because I see it in you. Mm. So in that spirit, what does what you love about Trader Joe's say about what you love in yourself? Yeah, I, I love that question. Wow. Um, I, w- I was born in Bakersfield, California, which is a really like small town in Central California. It's one of those cities you can grow up in and you'll know everyone and everyone has kids in like right out of high school. And for me, that didn't, I didn't want to be a, in a small pond. I wanted to be a big, a little fish in a big pond. And the reason being is I like not knowing what's around the corner. Like I like that tomorrow's a new day, anything can happen. And I think when I go to Trader Joe's, I don't know what that next new item is. Like it's, it's always new. It's always different. And so I think that ability for Trader Joe's to always have like something new and they're testing new things and trying new things and nothing's old. And it's always just like rolling in and turning over. Like, I think that's the same element in me that I like, like I came from a small town. I like being here. I like traveling. I like seeing new things. I like not knowing what's around the corner um, and pushing my limits. And I feel like Trader Joe's does that too. Like they're always reinventing their products and trying new things. And I feel like I, I see that in myself. Uh, are you single? Um, that is a 
hard question. It's a difficult question. Right now, it's very complicated. Got it. Well, I ask because um, the other uh, place we're covering, and I'm, I'm careful not to call it a grocery store, is Costco. And I just interviewed a married couple who, although they do have separate hobbies, their love, their shared love for Costco seems like an enormously important interest that they share. So with your love for Trader Joe's, how important do you think it is that the person or people that you're dating or with romantically, uh, if that's something you're into, how important is a mutual love of Trader Joe's in that relationship or those relationships? Yeah, I I think as long as they don't even need to like it a a tenth of as much as me, like my complicated situation, I was out of town and came back and they had gone shopping at Vaughn's and I'm like, what in the hell? (laughs) Like I opened the fridge. I'm like, this is not okay. But they don't need to be as excited as I am. Um, I think the bottom line is like you just support each other in whatever endeavors you're doing. So it's important, but it's not it's not a make it or break it. It would be nice though if they had like a Trader Joe's tattoo. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that might be a little weird for a little me. Much. <laughs> a little much. Um, Do you have any tattoos? Zero. Zero tattoos. If you had to get a tattoo to like save the world, what are the odds you would get a Trader Joe's tattoo? Um, like. Point zero 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 one. Okay. Like unless they paid me for it. How much? How much? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like in perpetuity, <laughs> like five to ten thousand a month in perpetuity, just for wearing it. Because here's the thing: when I go out, I am a walking Trader Joe's tattoo. Everyone that comes up to me, ninety nine percent of the time, you're the Trader Joe's girl. So people don't even know my name. So like I am the Trader Joe's girl. So it's like a, I am the walking tattoo. <laughs> when you die, how much of your obituary would you like Trader Joe's to be mentioned? Like 10% of it, a brief mention, 0.5, or I don't know. I how, like how much of a presence do you want Trader Joe's to be in the legacy of you, Natasha Fisher? Yeah, I would want it to be well balanced. I'd be okay with like 40%, 60% the rest of me, the things I've done, how I give back, my dogs, family, and then 40% I could give to Trader Joe's. If I were visiting you and you were making me dinner, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about allergies for yourself or me okay. uh, or tastes. You could even, you can make fish, I guess. What three trader joe's items would be mandatory in the menu i think you would really like the pau de queijo carnitas bites that i make those are really good so you get the brazilian cheese bread you heat it up and then you get the carnitas that are pre-cooked but you heat them up in the microwave and you use your mixer to shred it you add in salsa verde put those inside the pau de queijo things those are really good so we'd have those We'd have some chips, probably the, if it's this season, I'd get the horseradish and chive chips. And then I'd probably get out, like, they've got some really good cheeses, like maybe a really, really good cheese. Um, I mean, that's like a weird meal because it's like chips and 
No, it sounds great. It's right up my alley. <laughs> I could also make you like salad, so I'd probably put you on salad duty, and then that would be the meal. I would make you my salad dressing with Trader Joe's onion salt. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've asked everything I planned on, and I also know we could talk for about four more hours, but did I miss anything? Did I not ask a question that you really thought I was going to, and you're kind of bummed I didn't ask, or is there a question that nobody asks you, and you can't believe nobody thinks to ask you? Freaking open floor. You know, the only thing I would say is there is a location that always has every item in it. What? What? And it's because it's like not well known, but you can go there and find every single item and it's always stocked and it's underground in Santa Monica. It's, it's the Broadway location. It's like a secret. Anytime I know like a new items out that's going to sell out, I'll go there and I can find it. Why, why does it exist? How does it exist? What? It's underground. It's literally underground in Santa Monica. There's not a lot of underground restaurants or retail in Santa Monica. And there's other Trader Joe's in Santa Monica, but there's just one that's underground. No windows, fully stocked, always fully stocked. So I guess I'm going to Santa Monica, California now. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> Natasha Fisher, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for having me on. You can follow Natasha at Trader Joe's List, and her freaking cute spatulas are at Pat the Spatula. Audacious is always so lovingly produced by Jessica Severin de Martinez, Khalil Rahman, Meg Fitzgerald, Meg Dalton, and Katie Talarski at Connecticut Public Radio in Hartford. Subscribe to Audacious and scroll all the way back to the episode we did with the cart narc. Leave your grocery cart in the middle of the parking lot at Costco or Trader Joe's. The cart narc's gonna call you out. Find out why he does it and how often he's feared for his life because people do not like being called out for that. Anyway, that episode and so many more fascinating conversations are at ctpublic.org slash audacious or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay in touch with me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Kyone Wolf. And hey, if you have a show idea that you think would be cool or thoughts on what you heard today, you can always send me an email, audacious at ctpublic.org. Thanks for listening. I like the garlic pizza with the pesto. Baby, let's go. Yeah, let's go to Trent. Let's go to Trent.